We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friend. I'm so happy to be connecting with you here today on Empower Radio. Have you ever looked around and felt that other people have it better than you do? Does it sometimes feel like life is unfair or maybe not on your side? I know I used to think there must be secrets to life that no one let me in on and perhaps a set of keys that I didn't have access to. And what I've found is that there are keys that we can use to create our lives from a place of faith, peace, and authentic power. So now the real question, would you like to have access to these keys? And will you use them? Well, get out your pen and paper because my guest today always has profound quotes and will be sharing the very keys that I implemented to turn the tides of my life in the direction of my dreams. I'm so happy to have my guest and expert on today, Jim Phillips. I've had him on before and I'm sure I will again. He wrote an amazing book called From Inspiration to Intention, Living the Life You Imagine, and the very helpful, thought-provoking, clear and concise book, The Key to Life, Living in Full Expression, Ancient Wisdom for a Modern World. Jim earned a degree in business administration and management from James Madison University. Today, he is a business leader, entrepreneur, spiritual life coach, writer, and inspirational speaker. Jim has a profound ability to help others understand and apply complex spiritual concepts in a comprehensive way in their personal lives. Jim does not just teach from knowledge and theory. He teaches from personal experience, application, and from a place of authentic wisdom. Jim's greatest passion is exploring and implementing spiritual law as it applies to prosperity and the quality of life. His sincere intention is to inspire as many people as he can to live their lives in an empowered, joyful, fulfilling, and prosperous way. So, Jim, thanks for being here on another show here at Journey to Center. Hi, Tammy. How are you today? I'm excellent. And yourself? I am well. Thank you. I'm so happy to hear that. So, yes, Jim, as I was reading your book, The Key to Life, Living in Full Expression, I recognized some of the wisdom and I realized as I was starting to implement some of the keys that you speak of, my life started turning, shifting from this downward spiral to more of an upward ascent. And they're not challenging. It really is just a matter of knowing and then intending and then implementing these keys. So I'd really love for you to share a little bit about what you perceive to be the most important keys and maybe the four pillars of life that you speak of to help us start living our life from a more empowered faith-based way rather than that, that fear-based, like out of control way. Yeah, the, the, the four pillars, what I call the four pillars, actually were just one of those things that uh, that I was given when I was on a walk one morning, and I was just thinking about really why are we here? The whole the whole idea of what's life about, not what's my life's purpose, but what is the purpose of life? 
and what are we to gain here in human form while we're here? And to me, the main thing is we're to gain that greater understanding and experience of the truth of who we are. So how do we get to that truth? How do we really come to understand who we are and what we're all about? So the four pillars are these four uh, areas of, I'm going to use the word understanding, four areas of understanding for us to have and, as you said, implement. And the, the, while they're easy, uh, you know, understanding them is easy. Implementation is not always easy because we do such a wonderful job of creating these limiting beliefs and thoughts that we hold on to as truths, and then we make decisions against those, and they prevent us from perhaps stepping into our magnificence as, as much as we possibly can. But what I've come to understand is that these four pillars of life are really the basis or the pillars of what we're here to understand and how we're to better understand ourselves. Mm-hmm. And these are in no particular order, and I want people to understand that because what you'll find is that they, they actually play off of and support one another. So there isn't one more important than another one. They're all um, integral to the other three. But the way that I have them in the book, the first one is non-judgment. The second one is unconditional love. The third one is forgiveness. And the fourth one is gratitude. And I, I begin with non-judgment because to me that's that's the one – I personally have the biggest challenge with because I become very acutely aware of some judgmental tendencies that I have. Now, becoming aware of them is the key, though, because if I'm aware of them, I can then make decisions Mm -hmm. that are different. I don't have to uh, continue making my choices based on whatever judgment I might be making. And I find that if, if we can if we can really look at non-judgment, if we can catch ourselves when we're being judgmental, and especially if we're being judgmental against ourselves, mm-hmm. because as we have all come to know, or most people have and more people will, that whatever it is we feel on the inside, whatever our thoughts, beliefs, and feelings and emotions that we're experiencing on the inside, that's our outward experience. That's what life is showing us so that we can have that experience of it and see what it is and where it is and when it is so that we can overcome those things. So if we understand this, this whole area of non-judgment and we can see where we're being uh, judgmental, make those changes and then understand most of the time the judgment we're making is against ourselves, but we're reflecting it against someone else. And it's not that we don't like what they are, what they're doing. It's something about ourselves that we have to uh, take a look at. Right. Projecting that. Yep. I totally agree. The, the next one on here is unconditional love. And there's an interesting thing with unconditional love for me. And it, it is in my book, and I've had some people question why I would say this. But to me, this gets to whatever someone might believe as the, the true essence of love. Because if we use the term unconditional love, and we use that if we're a parent, we say that we unconditionally love our children. If we say that God loves us, we say that God loves us unconditionally or, or whatever the case may be. I don't believe that there is any condition that we can place on love. Therefore, the possibility of unconditional love doesn't exist. Love is love as love is. It's, it's not, it's conditional or it's unconditional. Either you love or you don't love. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, I understand human love, and we do have varying degrees of that. But when I talk about unconditional love, I'm talking about love as the source, love as the, the ultimate experience of ourselves, the ultimate experience of our of other people, the ultimate experience of the divine, the ultimate experience of life. 
So to me, that this, this unconditional love is letting go of any attachment whatsoever to anything that would mm-hmm. prevent us from having that full experience and expression of love. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the principle of non-attachment. Well, did you have a couple more keys here? Did we go through the pillars? Well, the other two are forgiveness and gratitude, but we can certainly jump around. I'm oh, no, no. We, we definitely need the, I, I kind of see like a table in my mind's eye. We need those other two legs. I think they're so, I mean, really, yeah, forgiveness and gratitude were probably the two biggest yeah. pieces of the puzzle So right, for me. right now our table is wobbling, so we have to add yes. these other two <laughs> legs to it. Stabilize. Yeah. Well, the next one, the next one that I have is forgiveness, and there is this tendency for most people to believe that forgiveness is about forgiving another person for some act we believe they committed against us, or something that we feel life did to us. And in essence, what forgiveness is all about is forgiving ourselves for the feelings we have about another person, or or forgiving ourselves for having the thoughts and beliefs about what took place. Because more often than not, we don't really know why things take place. But yet we have this, this gets back to non-judgment. We have this judgment about, well, this is why this happened. And I, Tammy, I know you just saw the movie um, The Shack. And yes. this was a huge part of the movie where we don't know what everybody else has gone through right. in their lives to be who they are right now or to cause them to do what it is they might have done. And who, are, who am I? Who is, who is anybody to judge that person? All I can do is look at myself, my response to it, my feelings about it, forgive myself for those feelings, honor and respect the other person for who they are and where they are in life. That doesn't mean you condone the act. And I think that's a huge part of this. We do not condone the act. There's a lot of heinous things that are happening in this world, and we don't condone it. But we also don't know why that person did what they did. We don't know what brought them to that point of actually committing that, whatever it is. Right. And so the forgiveness is about getting to that place where there's just this understanding and acceptance. Forgive them for they know not what they do. That's what that means. We, we, right. None of us are in a position to be able to say, this is why. Right. And well, then the last one is gratitude. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. And then the fourth one is gratitude. And, and, and that's, that's basically just total gratitude, total appreciation, total acceptance of life of all the other people on the planet, of all the experiences that we have, of the blessings that we're all given. And this is everything from whatever we might label as being terrible, horrific, painful, to everything that we may say is the most gorgeous, most magnificent, most uh, awesome experience we could possibly have. It's about being grateful for life, every aspect of it. Yeah, the whole palette. Yes, the whole... The whole, the whole enchilada, not just like cutting out a part of it and saying not that, but everything else. And I right. think what you're saying, Jim, it's like it's true of the forgiveness and the gratitude. It's like, you know, so many people want to be right. They don't want to forgive, but they want to be happy and free. Well, you can't unless you're willing to let go of that part of it, you know. And I think as we do and we say, OK, we're just going to leave this between you and God. You know, not to play God, leave that between them and God so that we can be free and then be grateful for all the experiences. And you you talk about that, about um, embracing and accepting life as it's presenting itself rather than resisting it and wanting it to show up on our terms. Because if we do the latter, we're going to be in discomfort. We are going to suffer. 
Yeah, it, it's, and this is the gratitude part of it. It's being yes. grateful because life is presenting us exactly what we need in the moment we need it to have the experience of ourself that we've called to ourself. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't mean that we, we call this a car accident. That's, you know, that's not what it's about. Stuff happens in this world, and we need to understand that. There are random acts of, of weirdness, and people do stupid <laughs> stuff, and, and we can't control that. The experience of it, though, is our interpretation of it in the moment. It, it's, it's, you know, are, are we placing blame on someone else, the judgment aspect of it? Are we, are we recognizing that this was an accident, therefore um, being compassionate to the other person, forgiving them for whatever the thing was? Are we grateful for the fact that um, here's another opportunity in, in life that I've been given to experience myself and to allow myself to express gratitude and, or to express forgiveness? I mean, all of these things are, are what, what this is all about. I mean, it's an, it's, an amazing, uh, it's an amazing opportunity that we've all been given. And we've all, we're all here because we've chosen to be here. So it's, you know, we've been given this opportunity, yet at the same time we've chosen to be here to have this experience. And we're blessed with all the things that are given to us to have the experience. And then we can, can choose how, how we're going to live it, how we're going to enjoy it, whether or not we embrace it. Are we going to complain? Or are we going to be joyful and happy even in the face of adversity? Mm, and and that's, that's the fullness true. of life. I, I think you're bringing up some really wonderful quotes, you know, I mean, and some awesome points. I'm sitting here taking some notes now. Um, you know, something I believe is that we come here for the soul level lessons, learnings and experiences. But so often we want the, the goals we want our desires. We want the car, the house, the relationship, the money, the you know perfect body, the things and the stuff. But when we transition, we don't bring the things and the stuff. We bring our soul level lessons. And sometimes we learn more through the challenges and pain than we do just the grace and the ease. So I think, um, yeah, being present for even the stuff that's painful or uncomfortable and be able to, being able to navigate with um those qualities, those pillars, and especially I think the forgiveness and the gratitude and you brought up compassion. I think that's such an important one to have for ourselves and other people because life isn't easy. This isn't easy. And we deserve our respect and compassion for saying yes to this. I think every human being does. So yeah, if we can just remember those basic principles, we can navigate the challenges with a little less discomfort. Yeah, I completely agree with that. It, you know, it, it, it's interesting when we talk about, and this was you were going to make this point a little bit earlier about uh, non-attachment, and that's really not allowing ourselves to be identified or labeled by anything we do, anything that we have, uh, any position we might hold in life, be it a job, be it a, you know, whatever. It doesn't really matter, but that we we allow ourselves to go through life with the appreciation of all these opportunities that we've been given gratitude towards mm-hmm. all of that, but we don't identify ourselves with it. And there's a, there's a quote that, that I use in the book with that whole chapter on non-attachment. And this was a quote attributed to Jesus. And he said, be as passers by. Mm. And to me, that was such a beautiful way of saying it. You just go through life and you enjoy it. You see everything that's on this, on the, you know, on both sides of the path, if you will, and you see what's in front of you, you see where you've been, and you, you don't become attached to any of it, but you enjoy right. it, you embrace it, you accept it. And, uh, and as you yes. said, when you come here, you come without it, and when you leave, you're going to go without it. So <laughs> That's true. make the most of it while you're here, but just enjoy it. 
Yeah. Here's here's another here's another thought that I would just throw out real quick. So sure. let's suppose that that you had this this magnificent house, and you you love the house and you're all about the house and and you know you you your friends come over all the time and they they know you not because of the house but they know you and they you have this big house. So all of a sudden, let's say your house burns down, you no longer have the house. Well. Did you change? Are you still are you still the same person? Now I recognize that you would be this you would be the person you'd be Tammy without the big house. However, who you are, your essence hasn't changed. Right. You just don't have the big house. Thank God you're alive because you weren't in the house when it burned down. But mm-hmm. I think people need to understand that when we take these things away from us, if we look at it, we say, well, yeah, my life might be a little bit different because I don't have that big house, but I am who I am. And because that house isn't there, doesn't determine, doesn't, doesn't define me. It's, it's not about that. And, yes. and we've got to recognize that all those things are just thoughts and beliefs we hold about what, what we think is significant. And more often than not, it's about how we think other people are going to think about us. For sure. And that's the most ridiculous thing we do because none of that that's matters. painful. Yeah, it's painful. Yeah, if we can just remember that God loves us no matter what and to learn to love ourselves no matter what. Yeah, we identify more with being a soul than a personality and we identify with our beingness, not what we have or even what we do. We can navigate more from that pure place of connection, of presence and of love. That to me is heaven on earth. Yeah. And, and that's where there's a tremendous opportunity for all of us, and, and yes. that is to recognize that it's not about us leaving here to find heaven. It's about us allowing the heaven that exists to be our experience yeah. while we're here. Yeah, bringing and heaven it's to fully earth. Av- it's fully available. It's, 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 it's just in the choices we make and the way so that we true. are willing oh to accept life. Yeah, yeah, to be able to accept it and flow with it rather than fight with it and resist it. And um, I love the quote, be in the world, but not of it. It's like we understand on some level that this is temporary. I feel like it's a working vacation, but it, I'm having fun now. It wasn't always, but it is, it is fun. And again, I think it's a lot of it's because I've implemented some of the principles and tools that you talk about and write about and teach about. And um, those pillars, they work. You know, it's like, I want to be right and I want to be happy. And sometimes you just have to choose one of those things. <laughs> I, and I found as I'm, as I forgive and I'm in gratitude, as I'm not attached to what things look like, I can just be present. And I see so many God winks and I see so much support. And I think it's available for all of us to experience and attract. We can have this heaven on earth experience, but we have to be able to, again, take responsibility and take care of our side of the garden or our side of the road. So I love that you teach these things in a way that is so comprehensive. Um, Jim, how can people get in touch with you and how can they get a copy of this book, Key Life, Living in Full Expression? Well, the book will be released April the 4th as of the official launch date. However, it can be purchased as a pre-order right now at Amazon.com or BonjourNoble.com. And it can also be purchased through my publisher, which is sacredstoriesmedia.com. Mm-hmm. And then my website is prosperitybydesign.com. I can be emailed at jim at prosperitybydesign.com. 
And then on Facebook, my Facebook page for my writing is at Jim Phillips author. And then my Twitter handle is inspired 10 with the inspired one zero. Perfect. So we have a few minutes here and I'm really happy about that because I wanted to get to this last question that I um, really wanted to be able to speak of. You talk about all of us having magnificence. It's not something that somebody has and somebody else doesn't have. And I think it's painful when we think somebody else has magnificence and we don't. Um, we all have it. So how can we step more fully or access our unique personal magnificence? Well, I think one of the ways is to recognize that when we see someone that we perceive to be stepping into their magnificence, what they're doing is they're giving us the gift of knowing that it is also possible for us because there isn't anything that's possible for one person that is not possible for another. Life doesn't show favoritism. Life offers the same opportunities and possibilities. And, and yes, on earth, we can say it's in varying degrees. If you're talking about money or material prosperity or whatever the case may be, some people have more things than other people. It doesn't mean they're more prosperous, though. Prosperity to me is about the, the embracing of, of every aspect of life. Uh, about accepting and embracing life in all of its fullness, regardless of how it's expressing to us. We all have that same opportunity to, to live in full expression of our own truth. The, the, um, I just lost my thought. <laughs> Great. Um, what was the question again? Magnificent claiming oh, magnificent. our unique personal yeah, yeah, yeah. magnificence. I love that word. <laughs> yeah. Magic. The, 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 yeah, the way, the way to step on our magnificence is just to do it. It, it really, it, it's getting out of your own way. It's recognizing mm -hmm. that the only reason you're not in your magnificence is because you haven't given yourself permission to. It's also about recognizing that the fear that we hold about stepping into our magnificence is, is, is twofold can be actually more than that. But it's the fear of, okay, once I step into my magnificence, that's going to be the expectation of me every day and everything that I do. How can I maintain that? And, and that's like the fear of success syndrome that people get, get caught up in. The, the other thing is if I step into my magnificence, what's everybody going to think about me? Are they going to think that I'm egotistical? Are they going to think that I think I'm better than them? And all of those thoughts and beliefs, we need to let them go because there is no truth behind it. And if I'm willing, if I have the courage to step into my magnificence, people shouldn't look at that as something being detrimental to them. My stepping into my magnificence is not take away from yours. In fact, me stepping into mine, as I said earlier, should be looked at as giving you permission, not that you need permission, mm -hmm. but it's saying it's okay for you right. to step in your magnificence, the world will be a better place for it. The world will be accepting of it. Your, your family and friends, yeah, people may say things. So what? That's their issue. Why should you hold yourself back? Because other people won't be happy about it. Mm. So true. You bring up such a good point. You know, that people-pleasing thing, worried about what other people think. That's a tough one to let go. But I think you're so right. You know, giving ourselves permission to shine not playing small so others will be comfortable. And as we do, we give others permission to shine. I think that's so valid and so valuable. And I appreciate you so much, Jim. I love that you're shining your light in the world. And um, 
sharing your wisdom and again in ways that makes it so accessible for others. I think you're a wonderful teacher and just a lovely human being, a lovely soul. I appreciate you immensely. Thank you, Tammy. I appreciate that. I really do. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And to my listeners, you are a bright light. You are an exquisite soul. I hope you know that. I have a um ebook and guided meditation on my site if you want to download that and remove those blocks to claiming your magnificence and a guided meditation that's embedded on page 16 to support you in removing any subconscious blocks so that you can relax into your authentic power and start to shine more brightly from the inside out. So Jim, we have like two minutes left and I'm wondering if you have any final thoughts or wisdom about how we can claim a more fulfilling and enriched life. I know you speak of prosperity a lot. Do you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom you'd like to share with me and Remy, our producer, and our wonderful, lovely friends here? Yeah, it's very simple. It, it actually, it's very, very simple. And it's just recognizing that you are far more powerful than you believe yourself to be. And you're far more powerful than you give yourself permission to be. All you have to do is give yourself permission. Mm-hmm. I think that's so true. Set the intention give yourself permission. I say that frequently. We can't manifest more than we give ourselves permission to have. We can't have more love. We can't attract anything more than we give ourselves deep subconscious permission for. So if we set the intention, give ourselves permission, we can start to open up the flow. And probably for me, I experienced a lot of um, synchronicity and God winks, which I think lets us know we're on the right track and heading the right direction. So, Thank you, Jim, for being here with us. Thank you, Remy, for being my amazing producer. Thank you to my listeners. You're in our hearts. You're in our prayers. God bless you. Onward and upward. Shine on. Bye for now. 